On 12 of January 2016, junior doctors took part in a general strike across the NHS in England for the first time since 1975. At the center of the dispute was the weekend defect. The health secretary at the time, Jeremy Hunt, had repeatedly used this effect to back his push for 24-7 NHS and the new junior doctor contract in 2016. So what exactly is the weekend effect and why should you care? Welcome to EpiMedic. My name is Yawen and I will be your host. My podcast will interest you if you're a student, a healthcare professional, a policymaker, or just a curious person wanting to learn more about epidemiology and evidence-based medicine. It is unfortunately particularly useful at the moment in helping us understand the COVID-19 pandemic and the evidence behind some of the responses by public health bodies. In this episode, I will use the example of the weekend effect to explain the concept of confounding factors. The weekend effect refers to an observation that patients admitted to hospitals at weekends have a higher mortality rate. The weekend effect has been documented since the 1970s. It was only recent years that we established that the effect is real and not a random observation by chance. The increased use of electronic health record has given us access to quality and reliable administrative data on hospital admission. This may partially explain the increased research into the weekend effect. As such, the weekend effect has been observed in many countries, including the US, the UK, Australia, several countries in Europe, Taiwan, and so on. A key paper published by the BMJ was used extensively by Jeremy Hunt to support his policy. The authors estimated that around 11,000 more people die each year within 30 days of admission to hospitals on Friday, Saturday, Sunday or Monday, compared with other days of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Hunt claimed that the deaths were due to the lack of proper 7-day service. It seems like a fair argument to make. More people admitted during the weekend die. There must be something wrong with the healthcare system, except that it is a dangerously simplistic take on the issue. Let's start with a thought exercise. First, take a moment to picture someone who needs to be admitted into the hospital on a Sunday afternoon. I'm going to call my imaginary patient, Jane. Then, imagine another person who requires hospital admission on a Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to call the second patient, Mary. In your mind, is Jane similar to Mary? To be very honest, in my mind, Jane is a lot sicker than Mary. Jane is probably an elderly lady who slipped and broke her hip, or a middle-aged lady having a crushing central chest pain. Jane is in distress. She or a family member would have dialed 999 or 111 for urgent medical care. She cannot wait for her GP to come and assess her. She needs to be in the hospital as soon as possible. She may arrive in the hospital in an ambulance. Now let's move on to Mary. Most likely, Mary would be referred by her GP because her condition requires further support. She might have had a bad pneumonia, a bowel obstruction, or disabling back pain. 
She might have taken a taxi to the hospital. This is not to suggest that people don't present to the hospital with urgent medical conditions midweek, but my point is that perhaps the patients who present to the hospitals during weekends are fundamentally different from the patients who present midweek. Indeed, most studies noted that the patients who present during the weekends tend to be sicker and at higher risk of dying. The disease severity of the patients, or how sick they are, is what we call in epidemiology a confounding variable. In this example, the independent variable is weekend hospital admission, and the dependent variable is 30-day mortality. A confounding variable is an outside influence that changes the effects of a dependent and independent variable. The morbidity of the patients can increase the likelihood of the patients needing weekend hospital admission and increase the likelihood of the patient dying within 30 days since the admission. Another simple example to explain confounding variable would be the link between coffee consumption and mortality. On the surface, it would seem that coffee is quite harmless and perhaps even confirms some health benefits. It turns out that people who consume more coffee are also more likely to be stressed, more likely to smoke and have an unhealthy diet. All these other confounding variables can all increase a person's risk of mortality. Sometimes confounding variables can skew the association between the independent and dependent variables so much that it can lead to false associations. As you can see, confounding variables should be carefully considered in any study that aims to investigate the association between two factors. It may not be possible to remove all effects of the confounders, but there are ways to reduce their effects. One way of mitigating the effect of confounders is to adjust for it in the analysis. One study used arrival by ambulance as a surrogate for disease severity and found that adjustment with this method alone corrected for any increase in mortality associated with out-of-hours admissions. Another study used biochemical and hematological blood test results as markers for disease severity, and this method found that this adjustment can account for half of the excess death during weekends. It is still not well established how much influence disease severity has on the effect size of the weekend effect, but it seems that disease severity does play a big role in driving up the excess death during weekends. Now coming back to 7-day NHS, would a 7-day NHS reduce the excess death due to weekend effect? I have to say, I'm not sure. A 2016 Lancet study involving more than 70,000 patients in 199 hospitals across England and Wales actually found that the 30-day mortality for patients admitted during weekends and midweek does not differ. This suggests that perhaps the healthcare service for stroke during weekends is as good as service provided during midweek. Some people may say that surely the reduced staffing level during weekends compromises patient care. But another study found that while the specialist staffing level was reduced during weekends, weekend staff spend more time evaluating emergency patient. This compensates for the lower staff level. In summary, the weekend effect is very complex and multifaceted. 
Research is now moving on from debating the existence of weekend effect to better understanding the reasons and implications of this effect and addressing them. While making NHS 24-7 fix the issue? Frankly, we don't know. And we don't know why Hunt was so sure that it would. The truth is, junior doctors already work during the weekends. The only different thing is that they will now have more weekend shifts and have more unsociable working hours. I hope that you find this episode interesting and informative. Just to recap, confounding factors are outside influences that can change the association between two variables. They are very important because they sometimes can change the outcome of the study. Now that you know what confounding factors are, can you think of other examples of confounding factors?